welcome to the Does Buffy Suck podcast, which is mostly a facetious title, because like, yeah, why would we do a podcast about a show that sucks? But it's safe to say sometimes Buffy is less great than other times. <laughs> so I'm your host, Keith, and uh, with me is Michael. Hello. And we have seen Buffy before, but it's been a while, but we're, we're fans from back in the day. Uh, we got Julian, who's got memories of the later seasons from his young, idyllic childhood. Hello. And Ran is like our secret weapon because Ran don't know shit about dick. I'm a baby. <laughs> I was thinking, isn't it weird that that is like, it's a bonus now to have not seen things like in this reaction kind of era we're in? Yeah. Like if you haven't heard a song or haven't seen a movie or what was that podcast you showed me, Ran? Uh, Gilmore Guys? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Where basically we're ripping them off that totally. it was one person who knew Gilmore Girls and one person who didn't. We just doubled the numbers. <laughs> but, exactly. <laughs> And and a couple they were already kind of like had minor internet fame, so had quite a following to them. Yeah, that's definitely man. We're uh, we're the scrappy underdogs. Like you know, <laughs> we made the joke just on social media or whatever. Like we did, someone made a Buffy podcast, and it's us. Like finally, there is one. And then people would be like, oh, but yeah, but there's this, there are other ones, and uh, this one is like a famous musician and all this. It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> I was fully like. It actually took longer than I expected, so I made this Facebook post where no less than three times in maybe four sentences did I say, can you believe it? We're the first ones. Did you know no one else did it before us? Wow, crazy that we're first. So I expected people to pick up on it very quickly. They did not, um, but then eventually someone was like, uh, and then posted a link, and I was like, yeah, I know. Posted a link, like, oh, sorry to break it to you guys. Like, come on. (laughs) It's it's one of the cultiest of cult favorite shows. Of course, there's a thousand podcasts about it. Ours is just the best one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in what world, like, if you know me at all, especially, but even if you don't, like, the way I wrote it was, can you guys believe there hasn't been a Buffy podcast before? Can't believe we're the first ones. Wow. Come on, I know you can't hear my voice, but still. That's like in the early days of the internet, I was really opposed to like, back when the smileys and emoticons were just, you know, like a colon and a parentheses to make a smiley or whatever. But I would never do it because I just thought it was lame. <laughs> but as the years have gone on, like I'm all about it. I think we can't have too many little symbols because yeah, no one understands fucking anything on the internet. No one no. ever gets <laughs> what the tone is supposed to be. Julian and I, for like at least the first two years of our relationship, we didn't use emojis, and I was like, "Fuck emojis," and he was the same way. And then one day, I finally was like, "Hey, I think I think I'm going to use these emojis now." <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I assume that uh, of all the millions of Buffy podcasts, everybody I'm sure runs into the same problem or even people listening to Buffy podcasts is like, you know, we got all these great memories of this show and all the cool stuff that happens and everything, but you got to eat your vegetables before (laughs) you get there. And I wonder, I don't know, I'm a little curious to see what you guys thought because like I was really, really selling hard the idea that these early episodes are pure shit and i hate them <laughs> and they're probably not that bad but but i really do hate them i'm just like fuck i don't like this show what is this garbage so we're watching episode three which march 17th 1997 one week after the pilot the number one movie this weekend was the return of the jedi re-release oh okay. and the top song of the week do you remember ran it's the same one as last week uh wannabe, wannabe. yeah <laughs> so i got just notes about what happened in this episode but first off just yeah what's uh what's y'all's first impression of this is kind of the first proper episode we had the pilot we set things up 
we had the man with the vision. We had Joss Whedon who was like, Buffy can be better than everyone thinks and I'm going to try my best. And now we've got people who never saw that pilot, didn't have the vision, probably i would love to interview them of just like what did you get did you just get a binder that had all the weird character names and their archetypes and you just wrote some shit like what what happened but anyway what did you what would you what did you guys think my first impression was that the title of the episode seemed pretty uninspired <laughs> yes witch. it's just like which okay well i guess i have a, a rough idea of what this episode might be about uh i was fully expecting it to be terrible and i had Keith's uh, influence, also my own memory of the first season being really bad, and then it was like not great, but I was like I I I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. I enjoyed it. It was kind of fun at parts. That was that was my opinion. I know maybe not popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Again, like the whole world has been stacking that up against me. Just this is terrible. You have to get through it. Last episode, it was just like, yeah, maybe we won't. Well, we'll see. And I was like, give me a minute. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I just had, like I did with season one in general, the lowest of expectations. But I don't know. Once it was over, I was like, yeah, I mean, not bad. Definitely super genre-y, very dumb things happen. But I enjoyed it. My one thought about it is... It seems just like a weird story to be the third episode. Like, you go heavy with vampires and then forget about it. Like, the show is about vampires. And then the third episode, after the pilot week, okay, witches now. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. Although I, I do remember that Welcome to the Hellmouth Part 2 did end with Giles making a very pointed statement about, like, the Hellmouth causes all manner of... It's not, it won't be just vampires, Buffy, it will be out. I heard that I heard there could be a witch next week. <laughs> they, in. they fully added that in afterwards. Like, ah, that witch episode is next. Giles, re-record this. Yeah, he's like checking his notes. I've heard tales of uh, a witch and a... a uh, Invisible girl. Yeah, a praying mantis type <laughs> creature. Oh, all, all manner. <laughs> you just know that Joss Whedon put that in just, just to talk directly to the network execs. Like, Giles should be staring directly into the camera. Like, please don't worry. Your investment is fine. This is going to be good. So how'd you feel, Julian? How'd you like it? I thought it was fine. Um, I, like, I, I grew up watching just a ton of trash genre TV, like Earth Final Conflict or Andromeda. <laughs> so this is nothing to me. So by genre, you mean sci-fi? I guess, yeah. But, you know, it, it's definitely early. It feels like the show hasn't really found its its vibe and its voice yet. And it's hitting some beats that you're like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen next. But it's still got enough of that, that Buffy, like, uh, charm that is already starting to seep in that you know it's going to be different as the show carries on. It just needs some time to figure itself out. Yeah, and, and what you said about the, you can see the beats and everything. Yeah, like the twist at the end was the most predictable thing. Like, like <laughs> I saw it coming, and not because I remember it, because I don't, but uh, I just saw it coming a mile away. I, yeah, just to jump ahead to that a little, I did vaguely remember, but I forgot that this once they trap the witch in the in the little trophy, the little eye special effects are so shit. They just like, <laughs> so pasted yeah, some eyes it. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking creepy, too. But yeah, I guess that's the thing is like, I mean, there is like a lot of nostalgia for... Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps and stuff. There's a lot of YouTubers that are like, oh, I remember the show when I was a kid. It was great. 
And I feel like if you stack these early Buffies up to those shows, like, yeah, it's fine. It's great. It, why not? Just a dumb little sort of scary adventure that uh, an 11 year old might be like oh spooky imagine if that happened it is so funny that you say that because i actually said to julian this feels like an are you afraid of the dark episode yeah want like everything about it including like the weird camera angle starting really low and then slowly coming up like everything just felt exactly like are you afraid of the dark there's a lot of that this season but it it's pretty much non-existent after. Yeah, like I got to assume these writers is probably just, uh, you know, the regulars just writing TV. Like this is their job is just to write TV. So when they got this assignment, I'm sure that's what they were all thinking. Like it's like, what do I <laughs> yeah. compare a Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show to? Well, obviously, Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's a spooky teen ghost show with witches and vampires and whatever. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, it, it makes sense that it is what it is. I guess I get like twisted up in my head where... I like get annoyed for a future that doesn't exist where I'm like, imagine if this was the show. Imagine if it was only this for seven seasons. Like we would not have this podcast. I would not have watched it. (laughs) It's just like, it like makes me annoyed for the sliders world where this is what Buffy is. Like we might not even have the Marvel Cinematic Universe if it wasn't for (laughs) Buffy getting good. (laughs) I mean, if you really want to extrapolate. Yeah, well, I guess that's the thing too is like Joss Whedon is... I always used to say he was like my favorite non-dead writer, you know, like he always writes great episodes of Buffy and Angel, Firefly is still to this day my favorite show. And then, yeah, with like Avengers and stuff, it's like the world finally got to see how good this guy is. So it's like insulting that someone's doing this to his beautiful vision. They're just making these (laughs) dumb throwaway shows. I know I'm being unreasonable because it is. It's the first fucking episode that someone else made. They don't know what's going on. (laughs) But yeah, I've got that like just black and white brain where it's like, we are and I guess, I guess like my ADD starts to, to kick in when I don't like something. Like it's why when I don't like something, I just hate it because I just, I can't just sit there and watch something that I don't like. I just get more and more agitated. And if you think this is bad, I hated the next episode even more. And then the fifth one is, it's going to be my, as we go on, like, does it ever get this bad again? Is there ever an episode as bad as episode five of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to that now. It's... Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you guys had a better time and you're an easier fucking crowd than I am. You didn't say, you know, we kind of all gave our opinion. What, what is yours? You just still hated it? It was the worst? Yeah. Again, it's like, I, it's very similar to with Welcome to the Hellmouth. There's a lot of like the notes I have and stuff are things that are interesting later. Like it's so interesting to me to go back and see all the stuff in this episode that became something later. Like even these throwaway episodes, they have so many seeds of things that are later going to be awesome. Yeah. But just trying to take this at face value, oh, buddy. <laughs> it's not that even that these episodes, the writers of these episodes were planting seeds. It's that people later on must have gone back and been like, what can we do with you know the lore that's already been set up and the characters that have been introduced like how can we use them in in interesting ways uh which is really fun as we as we go on to watch i think we'll see some of that coming in yeah it's cool too like just to uh jump ahead a little bit like for instance this is why last time i said i was so surprised that they never brought back jesse because they bring back everything in this show when the witch goes full witch in this episode and she has these black pupils like do you just you know her eyes are fully black that comes up again way later like not for another like five years or something but that that is what they do when someone is witch crazy when the witch power is like taking over their ability to like they're out of control now they're a psycho witch and i'm like that's crazy like i didn't obviously didn't remember at the time but they've been doing that since amy's fucking mom 
that's so cool <laughs> that they like they stuck with that but that'll have no meaning for years right now it's just goosebumps bullshit <laughs> the one thing i did kind of like that was like really fun was like keeping in the genre of like high school drama but they were also like investigating paranormal stuff I, I thought that was that part of it was kind of fun like them in like in the science lab like doing experiments to you know find out if she's a witch and i don't know that part was like kind of fun yeah that is one thing i guess you could say about this show like there is a certain just f kind of yeah funness to just high school dramas in general and you got your little gang at school and you hang out at the library and you research and you figure out what's going on it's kind of a neat like if this were the whole show if it were just this type of thing it's still just not quite there. Like we were talking before about procedurals and stuff. If this was the procedure they go through every week, it's a little bit neat. But yeah, it's just it's just not enough for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So I guess, yeah, I'll just go down the, uh, the basic beats of the, what happened in this episode and we can discuss as we go. So Buffy wants to be a cheerleader. I don't know if they ever explicitly referenced that she used to be a cheerleader, but it makes sense. You know, seems like the kind of thing she'd be into. But of course, stuffy old Giles, who is her watcher, uh, who is aware of her sacred duty as the one girl in the world who's been bestowed superpowers in order to kill vampires, he thinks that's a little more important <laughs> than, <laughs> than cheerleader practice. Which I guess this comes up a lot in these early days of the show, is that you can't do both, you know? You can't be Superman and Clark Kent, you just gotta be a slayer. He's very frustrated by the fact that she has to have a life as a high school student. He just wants her to be fighting monsters all the time which i guess is reasonable because if the hellmouth opens like human life will be extinguished so he's sort of right <laughs> you know but like wait till something goes wrong before you think she's doing something wrong dude get off her ass yeah that's true because yeah i don't think there was any at least uh last episode he was all upset about the the blood harvest or whatever <laughs> yeah, nowadays he's just like cheerleading why i never <laughs> well i he was concerned about and i quote a veritable cornucopia of fiends, devils, and ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> they must have had so much fun writing his dialogue. Like, it can't be too too British. <laughs> the dialogue in this episode alone, like, I wrote down three or four quotes of just things that were said that are either, like, regular things people say that are a little bit off or just bizarre, like the script writers, what, what were you thinking? Uh, do any of them uh, involve the word wigging? <laughs> <laughs> no, did you write that down? Because that came up several times, and I'm like, whoever wrote this uh, episode didn't have the foresight of being like, this phrase is, does not have any staying power. It's from Clueless, or I mean, it, I don't know if it's from there, but that like was big for this era of teen show. Yeah, speaking of that stuff, let me just jump ahead a little. Because, yeah, season one especially was really heavy on they tried to come up with their own teen speak. And then I think they pulled it back because it was just making the show harder to comprehend. They're kind of going for like a Heathers thing. Like the Heathers deal was Heathers has exclusively Heathers slang. So it still is good. 30 years later, it's not just 80s slang. And I think they were trying to do that in Buffy. And the one that really stood out to me here is uh, Buffy's mom is like, oh, about yesterday. And Buffy just goes, oh, that was totally yester. Oh, yeah. It's like, stop trying to make yester happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a mental note of that, too, of like, what? It just sounds like you said half a word. So speaking of cheerleading, uh, Willow's friend Amy is trying out to be a cheerleader. And this was cool, too, because I had forgotten entirely just the same thing I was saying last time, all these characters that are important later. Amy is super important later on, 
and I didn't remember that she was even in these early episodes. That was so cool. Where it's just like, ah, oh, cool. Like, I don't want to spoil it. I almost, I wish I could. I wish I could just be like, you remember blah, 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 all the stuff that happened? That's fucking, that's Amy. <laughs> but you just have to wait and see, Ran. It's just, she came out of nowhere and it was, it's clear. It was clear to me that she's someone important, but there was no like, why or why she did. I know it's just the third episode and they're introducing characters, but I just, it just felt wrong. Like it was like out of nowhere this very important thing happened and willow was like yeah we've been friends forever we eat brownies yeah she's just like a plot device for this one episode which yeah. was all i think it wasn't she was intended to be at this point fair enough yeah and then she gives about two minutes of expository dialogue where she's talking about her her mom and how she used to be so popular and god she wants to be like her it's like oh okay gotcha this is who the villain is gonna be immediately i know this yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty heavy-handed yeah that's like the bad version of a goosebump story because that's like all right if we're dealing with like a 12 year old audience suddenly you've dropped to an eight-year-old audience where you're just explaining exactly the situation and it's like oh i hate this like I, this is like the this is what makes TV bad. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, do, I think I appreciated it because I'm so... I like things because I'm really dumb with knowing what's going to happen. I can never predict anything. Julian knows everything, like, really quickly. And at one point, I just straight up was like, uh, they switched, huh? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, even I figured it out. Yeah, the episode title should have been Freaky Friday Cheerleader Tryout. That's what I said. I was like, this is your Freaky Friday, isn't it? But they do this a lot early on. Like, I think Mike was right in saying that, like, like that's why I'm surprised that Amy is important later. Because, yeah, I don't get the vibe at all in this that she's anything but uh, character of the week. And they do that, like, nuts in these ones. Like, this one's Amy. Next episode's a teacher. Uh, the, the episode I hate, five that's coming up, it's because they introduced this guy, Owen. And, uh... It's like, you remember that joke? Oh, whatever, we'll get there at the time. It sucks. <laughs> Look forward to that, everybody. Okay. So, yeah, Amy shows up and is just like, oh, it's so important that she be a cheerleader because her mom was the top cheerleader in the school and there's still trophies and stuff and everyone remembers her mom and all this shit. And it's like, it's not only just Amy, it's Amy. Like, we're still getting our footing. We're trying to figure out who these characters even are. But now we got to care about Amy's whole fucking family. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. And like they pan to her house. Julian's like, ooh, creepy house. I'm like, is it? Or is it just the scary music, the dim lighting and the creepy trees? <laughs> so uh, we're at cheerleader tryouts and uh, there's a head cheerleader that I guess everyone's kind of jealous of her because she's so awesome. Uh, and then she suddenly catches on fire. Oh, I think that actually happened before we're introduced to Amy because, yeah, I've got that the head cheerleader catches mysteriously on fire. We're introduced to Amy. And the episode is called Witch. So that Amy better not be a witch. (laughs) (laughs) The line I wrote down is, that girl's on fire. Enough with the hyperbole. Yeah, also they referred to her spontaneously combusting as supreme klutziness. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, what a klutz. She's always you know, walking into garbage cans and tripping over her own shoelaces and spontaneously bursting into flame. Yeah, it's literally the least you can ask of someone just to be in polite society is don't just catch on fire all the time. It fucks everyone's day up. So uh, speaking of, yeah, Amy talking about how uh, obsessed her mom is with cheerleading. So this is a weird line, sort of like in the last episode where uh, Buffy was talking about how mentally challenged she was. This is another weird 90s line where Willow's describing Amy's mom and is like, her mom's kind of, Buffy says, Nazi-like? And Willow goes, 
Heil. No, I missed that. <laughs> what the fuck is that dialogue? It's fucking weird. It's like it's not necessarily offensive, I guess, but it it definitely feels weird. Yeah, the Nazi like I mean people still say that thing. It's I mean, don't, but people say it, but I miss that Willow said hi, all Jesus. Yeah, as a clever retort, it's a little on the little on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with all of this long exposition about Amy and her mom and this shit I couldn't give a fuck about, I noticed in the background of the school there were two extras who were twins. And they were right in the center of the frame, and they were just really taking a long time to leave the frame. They were just hanging out in the hallway. And I just kept watching them, and I'm like, what's up with those twins? Like, that's more interesting than the actual plot of this episode. I want to know who they are. <laughs> I don't think they ever showed up again, but... Did they do anything interesting? Nah, they just milled around a little. But it's just weird. It's like, if you want to be an extra who blends into the background, you shouldn't be identical twins. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> also in this scene, where she bursts into flame, I think is where... Xander gives Buffy the present, the bracelet. I, I didn't even write down notes about it. What, what was it? Some kind of friendship? Be my date? Yeah, well, I mean, he's obviously into her, but we're supposed to believe that he just met her, he has a crush on her, and he gives her a bracelet that says, yours always. <laughs> Which I, uh, I, just, I was just like, that doesn't ring true to me at all. Yikes. Yeah, it's definitely way better when... Uh, it doesn't take too long, but yeah, they definitely move on from the idea that Xander and Buffy are going to be a thing and they just are friends and it's like way more natural and way better. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like they're hinting at it at all because she's incredibly uninterested. Yeah, but he he is like pursuing her for sure in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xander's head is way too... Uh, Thin. Everyone that Buffy likes has got to have a square head. Like, it's just got to be the <laughs> widest skulled gentleman in the world. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, so Cordelia gets a witch spell cast on her while she's taking a driving lesson and can't control her body and is all crazy and crashes and stuff. There is a super great line there where Giles is like, why would someone wish to cast a spell on Cordelia? And Willow says, maybe because they met her. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote down, which I is, is more of a note for the show overall, but uh, her name is Charisma. Her real name is Charisma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Charisma Carpenter. It's like you've got a fancy name and the Jesus Workman name. It's, it also sounds like a stripper name. It's just like, I don't know. I guess Christine, Charisma, whatever. I was definitely, I never really, because I never thought about the names ever. I guess just because the main character's name is Buffy. But after you brought that up last time, Ryan, it's been I've been thinking about it a little, and it is weird that I took all of this for granted. Like, even characters that haven't shown up yet, like Seth Green's character's name is Oz. Every fucking person has a weird fucked up name. <laughs> I never knew it. I never I was, noticed. I'm, I was like you when I was younger. Like, I wrote a lot. I, like, fancied myself a writer and wrote short stories all the time. And one of the fun things was coming up with names for everybody. And you didn't want to have a Sarah. You wanted to have uh, one of my characters I wrote. Her name was Quandra. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like he's a 14-year-old writing in his diary. Maybe it is better that this show is called Buffy the Vampire Slayer because definitely the goofy side saves this show for sure like if this was just a very serious show it would be unbearable <laughs> like it would be so pretentious and so awful and again i kind of feel like as the show goes on that's one reason why i always was nostalgic for the middle days because it, it does keep getting more and more grown up and stuff and they do kind of it is nice that they can 
counterbalance all of this pretentious nonsense <laughs> with just silly silliness. Totally. So speaking of, man, last time when they found a dead kid in the locker and no one cared and their best friend Jesse got killed and no one cared. This is continuing the in season one, no one cares about fucking anything that happens <laughs> is in the middle of science class. A kid gets her mouth magically removed. <laughs> she has no mouth anymore. And everyone is like, oh, that's a little weird. What a bummer. <laughs> like they are so calm. They barely like, is it just growing up on the Hellmouth? There's just a low level acceptance that every week something super fucking crazy happens and you just got to let it slide. And it's bad enough that, you know, in class, everyone just kind of screams a little bit. But then they never mention it again. <laughs> Nobody's ever like, oh, man, wasn't it pretty messed up that somebody's mouth got covered in skin yesterday? Something that would seemingly should be impossible. <laughs> Something that you would never forget for your entire life and spend years in therapy over. Yeah, <laughs> this might be jumping ahead, but there's even more offensive version of that exact happening later when Amy's mother, I believe, is killed. And she's like smiling and happy and just like oh man what a bummer it was like maybe she wasn't the best mother but she also raised you <laughs> it's like weird totally <laughs> my second to last note was where did her mom go and that was before you saw the ending but yeah it's just like uh, yeah everything's great i'm gonna go live with my dad now yeah i wonder if it was some kind of network mandate or something like you can have scary stuff happen but it can't like traumatize people. They have to just kind of let it roll or else advertisers and parents might get mad at us. Like, like we don't want kids to actually be afraid of this show. I wonder if that's because it, it is really weird that everyone just is like, no matter what happens, they're like, oh, well, shake it off. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah the whole show doesn't address like it, it's not it's not normal <laughs> the way people react to things. And I guess that is kind of the point. And I mean, I, mean, it, I think it's what's keeping me interested. But even the fact that it's like, hey, we're all in this together, and now we're at the library where this weird old man, and what's the next thing? That's not normal. This happened to you, like, what, last week, yesterday, and you haven't <laughs> questioned the shit you're going through, and that now this is your life? That's not real. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely don't have a ton of notes for this episode, because I'm already at... Oh no, Amy's mom is the actual witch. She swapped She swapped bodies with her daughter because her daughter sucked at cheerleading. So Amy's mom used her witch powers to swap with her daughter and go be a good cheerleader. And uh, then uh, my next note is Giles saves the day. <laughs> like, I really didn't give a fuck. I'm like, all right, whatever. But it is kind of neat that Giles, this starts to plant some seeds that like, it shows that uh, both that Giles has handy magic knowledge that when magic shit starts going on, he's got a good basis and history in magic which becomes important later and we start planting some seeds that giles can be kind of like this surrogate father figure for buffy because buffy doesn't have a dad and it's like giles giles how did, i don't know how did giles saves the day i guess it's like buffy was fighting the witch mom and giles cast a spell i didn't write it down yeah the, the counter spell to like switch the bodies back or whatever right yeah and yeah, so the Giles as the dad figure thing, I mean, that's going to obviously they haven't earned that yet. It's going to take a while, but it's like, yeah, you know, plant the seeds a little because Buffy doesn't have a dad. She could use a dad. Giles is a pretty good dad guy. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's truly not at all creepy <laughs> relationship that wouldn't scar her for the rest of her life. Yeah, I mean, li librarians can't be bad people. <laughs> yeah, they read so much. <laughs> They would know that being bad people is a bad thing from all the books. Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to mention about this whole thing where when they were trying to like figure out if Amy was a witch or not and they went into the science lab and were like making a potion with like Eye of Newt and all that. 
and also hydrochloric acid. <laughs> yeah. And then they went over and like spilled it on her arm. And it was just like, what if she wasn't a witch? <laughs> just spilling hydrochloric acid on a person's arm. And there was nothing subtle about the way they did it either. Like Buffy just kind of walks up behind her and is like, oops, here is all of this thing that I'm pouring on you. I like that she totally knew what was happening. They didn't try to be like, yeah. Buffy got away with it, where she was just like, yeah, and she took hair out of my bag. Yeah, like, yeah we all saw it. She was very obvious about it. <laughs> I guess it was kind of cool, too, the scene when they go see Amy's mom and then slowly realize that it's actually Amy trapped in her mom's body. Like, that's kind of cool. I really, I kind of did this episode a disservice with, like, taking no notes. But this is also because, do you guys remember when I first pitched this show, I just have this weird idea that podcasts are going to be way shorter than they are because my first pitch to you guys was like, let's just burn through this shit. Let's watch like six episodes and then talk about them. Because for some reason, I thought we could talk about five or six episodes in an hour, even though one episode takes that long or whatever. So that's one reason why my notes are so short. But if there's anything else that stood out to you guys, let me know. But that's the last thing I got for this episode is a very bad punch sound effects. Yeah. Like terrible. (laughs) I wanted to call out my favorite line of the whole episode was back to the second shot of cheer auditions. And the girl goes, despite the terrible thing that happened yesterday, we have to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, no problem. Already there. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. In the ongoing push to have no one affected by anything ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a horrible thing. So I guess as we alluded to at the start, the episode ends with uh, Amy's mom, her like spirit gets trapped in her own cheerleading trophy and her little eyes are still in there like she's still aware looking back and forth how did that happen i guess i didn't i should have written i should have written down a little more than i did so she she was trying to cast a spell on buffy that buffy reflected back at her and the spell was meant to send buffy somewhere to end her or something like that but she found a giant mirror yeah and held it up as she was getting Spellbound. Yeah, she kicked out some sort of support, and then a, a metallic, like <laughs> reflective surface fell down, uh, and then it reflected. Yeah, the, a mirror that she pulled down from the ceiling. Yeah, first I, I don't know what that was exactly. <laughs> so I guess uh, just uh, yeah, again, no need to belabor these uh, whatever disposable episodes. But I think we got some we got some good jokes and chatter out of that weird, stupid episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you take those jokes, <laughs> listeners. And if I remember right, I'm like I don't think Amy's coming back anytime soon, but she does eventually. So that's kind of cool. Just tuck that away in your back pocket. Someday we'll see Amy again, and I'm sure nothing bad will come of that. It'll all be fine. <laughs> I, I promise I won't remember. Julian will have to be like, does she look familiar? <laughs> <laughs> and like I was saying, too, I do think kind of the biggest takeaway from this is uh, I loved that witch eye thing because it's really important later. And it's so cool that they just like they kind of they got their witch eyes nailed. <laughs> and this concept, because this whole concept comes up later as they get more into the magical side of the show is, yeah, but sometimes there's too much magic and you lose your shit and uh and that's clearly what happened to Amy's mom. Like she, it's a little fucked up that she gets trapped in a statue forever, because <laughs> if you take the later take on magic, she kind of wasn't herself. She's like a drug addict, and they just put her in a fucking statue, and we're like, "Fuck you, lady. <laughs> Let's hope you never come back." <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's it. I think uh, we weren't sure about release schedule stuff, but uh, we got enough in the can. We got stuff going on that I think we're gonna put out 
weekly episodes till something goes horribly wrong. So <laughs> Monday is going to be our day wherever you found this, be it uh, podcast services of your choice or we're on YouTube. It'll be out on every Monday. So yeah, like, rate, review, subscribe, love, comment, do all the things. I wasn't expecting so many people to like give positive feedback or at least be engaging and they are so far. So yeah, great. Thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And it is totally one of those things like since Buffy has never come back and there's never been Buffy the next generation and it's been 20 years and it really was a good show. Like, yeah, I do feel like Buffy fandom, it was always very strong, but it has not gotten any less. Mm -hmm. It might be more. It's like people love this show. So, so good. Shout out to my friend Kara who listened whose cat is named Buffy. So she's a super fan. When we were getting a dog, when I was like, whatever, the dog's dead now. But uh, <laughs> when we were getting a dog, uh, uh, so whatever that's, it was. That's it. That's the end of the story. <laughs> 12 years ago. Um, and it was like this all black dog. And I was really pushing my parents to name him Spike. But I didn't want to tell them why, because I was like embarrassed that it was named after Buffy. And I was just kept being, and they kept being like, okay, that's a cool name. Why do you want that? And I was like, I don't know. It's just cool. You know, Spike Lee, my favorite <laughs> <Yeah>. director. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. It didn't it didn't go through. What was the dead dog's name? Bandit. Mm, it's a classic dog name. Yeah, he deserved to die. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, and I almost forgot. That just made me think of just talking about Buffy fandom and stuff. Is that I meant to give a shout out to our sibling podcast, The Blossom Buddies, that uh, friends of ours did this before us they started a tv based podcast about the hit nbc sitcom blossom it's our friends craig and jason and yeah i just meant to give them a shout out because you know they're part of our gang they're doing a a show similar to this show but yeah we got like really good feedback about the buffy show and craig was like damn it see that's where we went wrong like people remember buffy and they care about buffy where those guys they really are the first blossom podcast and it's a great podcast but they're having like such a hard time getting traction because people are not clamoring (laughs) for a Blossom podcast. They're just not. But our friends are doing the good work. They're doing God's work of spreading Blossom jokes. So go check out Blossom Buddies. The other missing ingredient is my, for some reason, highly engaged Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and there were so many of those too of like, because the stupid title of the podcast is Does Buffy Suck? Well, to answer your question, both yes and no. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. Come on. Uh, I think it's a great name, actually, because people will keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, people are talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, any uh, final thoughts or is that it for this episode? Uh, does Buffy suck? Do we have to... Uh... Yeah, I was going to say, Julian, do you remember your classic sign-off that you did? I'd remember it because I just edited the episode and it's super funny. Oh, yeah. No, I totally remember exactly what I said. Um... Is uh, guess guess we're gonna have to figure out if Buffy sucks next week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> All right, see you next week. Thank you, everyone. Bye. 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 Is she okay? Oh, she's she's wigging about her mom, the cheer queen back when. Yeah, her mom's kind of Nazi-like. Kyle. <laughs>